0: Welcome to The Lowdown, a podcast of news and ideas from the Columbia Alumni Association. This is the bonus episode we promised you last week, all about the connections between Walter Benjamin's story, as told by Professor Robert Young in last week's episode, and the classic film Casablanca. If you haven't heard last week's episode, we recommend pausing this one, catching up on the whole story, and coming back here. Just in case, let me quickly recap. Last week, we heard from Professor Young, an eminent humanities scholar, gave a lecture last year at the Columbia Global Center in Amman. Professor Young recounted the story of Walter Benjamin, a German Jew who fled Nazi Germany but was caught at the border of France and Spain, where he resorted to suicide rather than be sent back. During the lecture, Professor Young played a clip from Casablanca, drawing parallels between the Hollywood story and the truth behind it. Join me, let's follow the stories of Walter Benjamin, Humphrey Bogart, and Ingrid Bergman as they flee south out of Europe.
1: coming of the second world war many eyes in imprisoned europe turned hopefully or desperately toward the freedom of the americas lisbon became the great embarkation point but not everybody could get to lisbon directly and so a tortuous roundabout refugee trail sprang up paris to marseille across the mediterranean to oran Then by train or auto or foot across the rim of Africa to Casablanca in French Morocco. Here the fortunate ones through money or influence or luck might obtain exit visas and scurry to Lisbon and from Lisbon to the new world. But the others wait in Casablanca and wait and wait. Documents murdered
2: on train tomorrow. Murderer and possible accomplices headed for Casablanca. Run up all suspicious characters and search them for stolen documents. Important. So uh, <clears throat> so the refugee film from the refugee trail from Europe to Africa is traced before our eyes at the beginning of the 1942 film Casablanca, if you didn't recognize it. <laughs> Casablanca was the transit point situated both at the end of the overland trail from Oran, as it said in Algeria and the beginning of the exit route to the Americas via Lisbon. Lisbon was a free port and along with getting a passage on neutral ships at that time if you had the money you could actually even fly direct from Lisbon uh, on a huge Pan Am flying boat to the marine terminal at La La Guardia Airport in New York which is still in operation. In fact, while it's true, as the film commentary suggests, many at this point turn their eyes towards the Americas, this is very different from being able to go to America, uh, which is what all the characters in the film actually talk about. By 1940, the US, like many other countries, had virtually closed its borders against European Jewish refugees, which is no doubt why the voiceover very carefully says, to the Americas uh, and the New World, not to America. In this respect, Benjamin at least was one of the lucky ones because as a result of uh, the efforts of Horkheimer and some of his friends, he finally obtained a provisional American passport. However, whether you had papers for the Americas or a passport or not, in Casablanca, as for Benjamin in Port Bau, you also had to have an exit visa to leave the territory of Vichy France. The problem was the same for everyone in Casablanca, as in Port Powell and uh, the murder of the German officers is precisely because the German officers had two uh, un, uh, as were, blank exit visas that could be filled in for anybody's name. That's why they'd been, why they'd been murdered. Set in Casablanca in uh, December 1941, just a little over a year after Benjamin's death, Casablanca, the film, was in fact made almost entirely in a Californian studio on a set based on, on uh, images of, quote, picturesque North Africa, which was actually set around Tangiers, which gave very little sense of the actual colonial modernity of, of uh, Casablanca at that time. If I can get my PowerPoint to. There we go. <coughs> The result is that if you, if you visit the Maghreb today, people will often assure you that the film was in fact filmed in Tangiers, um, another today, another city of waiting and time passing from which thousands of would-be migrants burn their papers and then hazard the passage across the Straits of Gibraltar to Europe. This is an image from uh, the photographer Ito Barada's the, Spra- the Straits Project, which is about people waiting in Tangiers and Casablanca to try the crossing to get into Spain across the water. Casablanca was one of the first films to go into production after the USA had entered the war, and it was actually released early to coincide with Operation Torch, which was the Allied invasion of the Maghreb in in, November 1942. The original play uh, on which it was based was called Everyone Comes to Ricks, which uh, (coughs) was based on the author's experience of a trip to Europe in 1938, when he went to Vienna just after the Anschluss to help fleeing Jewish relatives get money out of Austria and was shocked by what he saw was happening. Directed by the Hungarian Michael Curtiz, it's striking that of the 75 actors and actresses who had bit parts and larger roles in the film, almost all were European immigrants of one kind or another. Refugees or not, and actors or not in Hollywood, as enemy aliens, many of the actors after the end of the day's filming at 6 p.m. had to get home by 8 p.m. for the U.S. curfew in California for enemy aliens. Almost all of the cast playing refugees really were in fact refugees who'd often been celebrated actors and actresses in their own countries uh, in Europe uh, before coming over to to the U.S. And very many of those, such as Wolfgang Silzer, who we saw just now uh, being shot, beneath the gaze of Marshal Pétain, uh, in the refugee roundup. Kurt Bois, if uh, you remember the film, The Pickpocket, who warns of the scum of the earth coming to Casablanca while he pickpockets people's wallets. Or Ilka Groening and Ludwig Stossel, the, the couple who are seen practicing their English uh, ready for their migration uh, in Rick's cafe in a dialogue that goes, sweetness heart, what watch? Ten watch, such much? All, were, all of these uh, actors were, were, in fact, Jewish refugees from, from Europe, and the actor refugees uh, helped to give the film its poignant atmosphere, which uh, could never be recreated, in spite of many attempts to do so. The, the success of the film, in fact, comes from the intimate involvement of the actors in his fantastic restaging of the real. The layering of one over the other becomes so difficult to disentangle that it's, difficult, it's, it's hard not to begin to think of an alternative version of the film Casablanca with a slightly different cast of European actors, this time featuring perhaps Walter Benjamin arriving in the city rather than the Czech resistance leader, Victor Laszlo, who was played by the Austro-Hungarian Paul Henried, together with his wife Ilse, the Swedish Ingrid Bergman, instantly seeking out Ugarte, Peter Lorre, born Laszlo Loewenstein in Austria-Hungary, in a first attempt to arrange their exit visas. Though rather than arriving confidently in a stylish white linen suit with his beautiful wife in tow, as Victor Laszlo does, Benjamin himself seems closer in spirit to perhaps the only American in the film, the chain-smoking, maudlin and bitter Rick Blaine, that is, Humphrey Bogart who's been abandoned by Ingrid Bergman at the moment when they were supposed to take the 5 p.m. train together out of Paris to Marseille the day before the Germans arrived. In matters of the heart, who can forget the haunting dedication of Benjamin's one-way street of 1928? This street is named Asya Lassi's street after her, who as an engineer, cut it through the author. As did Marcel Dalio, who played the croupier at the roulette table in Rick's cafe in Casablanca, Benjamin left Paris on June the 14th, 1940 on one of the last trains carrying refugees south. Almost exactly the same train, in fact, in which Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman were supposed to be leaving uh, Paris together. Perhaps Benjamin and Bogart even met up and sat together exchanging reminiscences about their similar unfortunate experiences with women. However, instead of going straight to Marseille with Bogart, Benjamin himself actually got off the train at Lourdes where he stayed for a couple of months waiting for his American passport. So he didn't get to Marseille until mid-August by which time it was too late. Doubtless, in fact, he could have gone on to Casablanca uh, if he'd gone down at the time that uh, Bogart did in June 1940. But in real life, rather than the film, by the time uh, he got there, after the June 22nd Franco-German armistice, uh, the, the port was closed. The film in fact reflects a reality that was already a couple of years out of date by the time it came out. By the time Benjamin got to Marseille, very few ships were leaving French ports and so he had to go on the overland route. Those who did manage to make that journey earlier or later to Casablanca found themselves in exactly the same terrain as contemporary asylum seekers who moved north from West Africa or Northeast and Southern Africa or Asia, making their way to the Canary Island of Fuerteventura across 200 kilometers of dangerous seas west from the Moroccan coast, bizarrely leaving the African continent for a tiny island in the middle of the ocean uh, to get into Europe. Or to Ceuta, Spain's colony, one of the remnants of Spanish Morocco on the North African coast.
0: Professor Young suggests that Benjamin's tragic story in the Hollywood interpretation in Casablanca is not a distant historical case, but rather a situation that is repeating itself today as refugees and migrants flee along the same routes in the opposite direction into Europe to escape war and persecution. Thank you for listening to The Lowdown. To hear more inspiring alumni stories, head on over to thelowdown.alumni.columbia.edu. This episode was produced by Shanna Crumley and the Columbia Alumni Association. Columbia University is a mecca of great ideas in one of the world's greatest cities. And with more than 330,000 Columbia alumni who are leaders in every field imaginable and spread across the world, the Columbia Alumni Association brings you the latest musings, updates, and insights from Columbia University. Learn more about the Columbia Alumni Association at alumni.columbia.edu. And to get even more news and ideas from Columbia, check out thelowdown.alumni.columbia.edu.